Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 23rd of September and as usual with all the information contained in this broadcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any thoughts, ideas or insights here. And if you're listening on a podcast, you can always head over to read the disclaimer on our website, www.marcus.com today.com.au and if you're not a member of the great Marcus Today community and you want to sign up for a two-week free trial that is the place to do it as well. All right well last night in the US it was all relief a big sigh of relief on a number of fronts we had the Federal Open Market Committee meeting uh, and that announced that uh, there would be no change to uh, interest rates as expected and that the taper was coming but not just yet. So the market seemed to be relatively happy with that and happy with the fact that uh, Reserve Chief Jerome Powell was not panicking in the face of the Evergrande crisis, if crisis is the right word. Crisis, what crisis? In China. So the market took certainly a lot of heart from that last night and did what it was supposed to do with a sigh of relief. Dow Jones closed up 1%, 338 points, 34,258. The Nasdaq up 1%, 150 points at 14,897. And the S&P 500, actually not quite as good as the other two, up only 0.95 of a percent, 41 points to 43.96. And as, of course, you would expect to see, we saw that VIX index falling as the, uh, the rush to buy hedging through the option market diminished slightly down 14.3% back down to 20.87 I remember the range there is usually around 16 to 22 so it did burst out of its range briefly but now firmly back in there as a result we're seeing spy futures are going to point to an open of 14 points today but I suspect we could build on that as the day goes by especially given that we saw the iron ore price bounce 14 0.4% last night, $13.55, back up to $107.55. I think there's a Mark Twain quote in there somewhere about death, but uh, certainly the uh, iron ore price bouncing back sharply. The Aussie dollar, 72.38, not doing an awful lot down a smidge. Other commodities, though, also doing well last night on the back of the renewed optimism that Evergrande isn't an issue and the Fed will taper, but just not yet, and that uh, those dot points have moved upwards, as you would expect, which the U.S. market at the moment is is seeing as a sign of confidence in the U.S. economy and the global economy generally. So uh, a sign of confidence that things are back on track despite the COVID Delta variant outbreak. We saw copper having a really good day up 3.8%. So expect some rises in those copper stocks today. Nickel up 2.2, aluminium up 2.9, zinc up 1.6, lead going down like a balloon, down 0.7%, and tin up 3.9%. So all things looking pretty rosy there. Coal also up 3.2% there. And uranium on a weekly basis is now back to $50 a pound. So $50.25, that's up another 14.2% on the week. So good news there for uranium bulls, and there's plenty of you out there, I know that. As far as the S&P 500 goes, there you can see uh, we had the, uh, 
the sort of bolt out of the gate, drifting around for most of the day and closing off its highs, but not too desperately off its highs. Certainly the market taking heart from Jerome Powell's uh, comments. Uh, you can see there uh, at around 2.30, uh, this was the uh, the press conference that kicked off with uh, Jerome Powell talking about the FOMC uh, minutes and uh, that caused a little bit of consternation, but soon back uh, with the buyers. Major stories last night, Dow S&P 500 scored the best day in two months. Uh, as we say, Powell says tapering of bond purchases could be announced next month. And he said that tapering may soon be warranted. And interest rate rises penciled in for 2022. And this was not enough to spook the markets. As I said, in fact, it actually gave the market confidence in the U.S. economic recovery. The House passed the government funding and extends debt limit through 2022, but the bill still faces the Senate, which is unlikely to pass. So there's a lot of horse trading to go on there with the debt ceiling looming. October the 1st is the official deadline for the debt ceiling, and then they have to reach down the back of the sofa to start paying uh, public servants in some capacities. Uh, the PBOC has added liquidity to the financial system in a bid to prevent contagion from the Evergrande crisis. Today is D-Day. Now, the company has said that it will repay the interest on domestic bonds, which is, I think is around 35 million US. But the international bonds may be a slightly different matter. They haven't had any news today yet on those. That's around 83 and a half million US dollars in interest payments they have to make. Otherwise, if they don't, they will officially be in default and then have 30 days to pay that money. So we will wait and see, but the market's still a little bit cautious, but I suspect we will be saved by the bell, or the bell being the PBOC and the Chinese government, that is. The IMF believes China has tools to prevent Evergrande's situation from turning into a systemic crisis, stating the downright obvious there and the ecb's muller says central bank to weigh qe boost when covid bond buy ends and biden plans to announce an order of 500 million doses of pfizer vaccine doubling the u.s pledge and the chip lead time hits a record 21 weeks indicating shortages in the industry are getting worse what's on in our market today not a lot so far uh, we've seen some uh, news in the media today that biden's job approval rating has fallen six percent to 43%, and now 53% of US voters uh, say that he's doing a bad job. His disapproval rating has also gone up. Bank of America, late to the party, says iron ore could drop to $70 a tonne. They are slightly bullish on aluminium and nickel, but not so much on copper. We did see rises overnight in BHP up 0.8% and Rio up 1.9%, but given that we haven't seen uh, our mining stocks fall uh, when iron ore was under serious pressure, <coughs> then excuse me, then maybe uh, the uh, the reaction to the 14% rise will be a little muted. In U.S. stocks overnight, we had Tesla up 1.7%, Apple up 1.7%, Facebook down 4%, Amazon up 1.1%, Square it's hip to be Square. If you're an afterpay shareholder, they were up 3.9% last night. And just uh, a quick one, the metals company, which Cadence 
funds management has a large position in was down another 25% in the US last night. So clearly some pressure on that one as that SPAC settles down. Uh, In other stocks last night, we also saw in the mining sphere, Freeport up 3.5%, Alcoa up 5.1%, Tech up 3.2%, Anglo up 3.5%, and Glencore up 39 and Vale even up 3.4%. So some pretty big rises in those international mining companies. FedEx slid the most in 18 months, though, as it said a labour shortage is driving up costs and it shows no sign of letting up. That uh, inflation in the system still there. And Gen X Power, J, uh, G-E-G, GNX, calls in the advisors, worried it could be next in terms of a takeover approach. We've already got three large infrastructure takeovers on the cards at the moment with Osgrid, well, Osnet, um, and we have Spark Infrastructure, and, of course, we have Sydney Airport. So three big infrastructure players uh, on the uh, slate to be taken over, and that will certainly shrink the sector. Uh, Gen X Power, GNX, worried that they could be next. And Booktopia, a recent listing, is looking at a potential capital raising down the track to fund acquisitions and its growth strategy. The goal of the company is to raise its sales fivefold from $223 million to a billion in five years. And Unisuper backs the APA bid for AST, Osnet. And AGL got hit yesterday with a big climate protest vote at the AGM, but did reaffirm guidance. So that was some good news there. Westpac has suspended the sale of its wealth management business and the ACCC will probe Lyons' acquisition of craft beer company Stone and Wood. (coughs) And plenty of IPO hopefuls out there and about, including Judo and Sightminder. Sightminder is uh, one of the uh, investments that Baylor has, so interesting to see what that valuation comes up with in terms of uh, Baylor They obviously have it in at a price in their books and it'll be interesting to see when that float does come on. SG Lotteries, one of the big international lotteries business, has started its IPO cornerstone process as well. Question of the day today, simple one, easy one. Have we seen the bottom in the iron ore price? Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto there. It's a very great, well-behaved group and with a lot of useful insights and some really great expertise there. And if you're listening to this on a podcast or watching a video and you haven't yet joined or embraced the Marcus Today community, you can sign up for a two-week free trial on marcustoday.com.au. We'd love to have you on board. We are a family, we are a community and we're here to help. That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening and have a great day.